0: It is Saturday, November 14th, 2020, and you are listening to the Federalist Forum, a constitutional think tank for every patriotic American. Today on the Federalist Forum, we'll talk about a path forward and also learn a quick lesson from history. That and more coming up next on the Federalist Forum. Good morning. Welcome to the Federalist Forum. I'm your host, Tom. Thank you for tuning into the podcast that's become a popular resource for conservative truth and action, the podcast that sometimes waxes philosophical as you are going to notice a bit today. Hey Aristotle once said, "Learning is an ornament in prosperity, a refuge in adversity, and a provision in old age." Now there's a profound amount of insight in that entire short quote. But what I will get into here shortly on my show today is an example of the second part of that quote. That is that learning being a refuge in adversity Now remember that for a moment learning is a refuge in adversity one more quick quote that i want to offer is by Bryant mcgill he's an author and speaker Uh, i believe he wrote chicken soup for the soul and a few others he said enthusiasm is the energy and force that builds literal literal momentum of the human soul and mind focus on the first part of that enthusiasm is the energy force that builds momentum enthusiasm is the energy force that builds momentum and learning is a refuge in adversity. We need to remain enthusiastic and we need to take refuge in what we've learned and what we must continue to learn through our current adversity. Regardless of what the determined outcome of this election is, we are moving forward. We can't not. We have to move forward. And we have to remain enthusiastic and grounded in what we've learned. Part of what we learned is that more and more of the country is seeing the truth in the malicious and radical narratives of the left. We know that because we've flipped 10 house seats, uh, I believe it's been so far, there might be more. That is a focus we need to start anchoring ourselves in, you know, to with a goal to flip more in 2022, that's just two years away. And if we flip 10 more, uh, 10, 12 more, we, can, we, flip, we, we take the house, okay? Now I'm not giving up on Trump, but I wanna talk about the house today. This is very important, and it's only two years away. We need to harness this energy we're using, not just with Trump, but on that focus, too, as we work through this process and hopefully pull out all of the corruption that's going on with this election. Now, the majority of House seats are in districts that are overwhelmingly liberal or conservative, right? I mean, you see these districts, and you see your your state's results, and it's 70% blue or 70% red, depending on, on where you're at. But let's consider 10 more House seats for 2022, and I'm going to tell you where they are exactly. These 10 are the most realistic, as the margin that Democrats won by in just 2020 here was less than 3%, and in some cases less than 2%. Those are districts that we can rally and organize in to flip those seats. Wisconsin's 3rd congressional district was won by just 2.8 percent. That district encompasses, encompasses much of western Wisconsin and a portion of central Wisconsin including the areas of La Crosse, Eau Claire, and Stevens Point. All this, Most of that borders Minnesota as well. Uh, Georgia's 7th district was also just 2.8 percent from a conservative victory. That includes the areas of Peachtree Corners and Norcross uh, to name just a couple. The 7th district of Texas was just 2.6 points away. That includes the Cinco Ranch and Bel Air uh, areas, which is the western uh, Houston, basically. The 11th District of Michigan was only 2.4% away from a conservative victory. Now get ready in the areas of Troy, Livonia, Novi, and Milford, to name a few. Pennsylvania's 17th District, the areas of Franklin Park, Bellacres, and Homewood, were only 2.2% away. Minnesota's 2nd District, another one, 2.2%. That's Cottage Grove, Burnsville, and Eagan are uh, some of the largest cities in that district. Virginia's 7th District was just 1.8% from a conservative victory. Uh, This is the area just west of Richmond. Iowa's 3rd District, which is uh, Des Moines, Greenfield, Council Bluffs, uh, the margin of victory for Democrats in that race was just 1.4%. Another one that was only 1.4%, New Jersey's 7th District. Now that's the areas of Stockton, Mount Olive, and Milburn. And finally, Illinois' 14th District, just 1.2% off. So start your fight now in the areas of Spring Grove, Antioch, and Crystal Lake. Patriots, these are just 10. 10 of the closest races. There may be more. I was only able to get through roughly 300 of the House's 435 seats as I was taking notes this morning. But that should tell you how important these seats are. Out of 300 seats, only these 10 were less than a 3% margin. This is where we need to focus our energy. I've said before, we aren't going to flip a Nancy Pelosi out of office, just as one example. It doesn't mean we don't try or that we, we stop trying. But focusing all of our national energy and efforts and resources on a seat that she overwhelmingly wins is misdirected. If we put the collective energy, that collective energy, those resources, that enthusiasm, the momentum, the refuge of what we've learned into these districts that are much closer and much more divided, we could take back the House. It's that simple. We need a majority. Nancy Pelosi doesn't matter at that point. And we get so hung up on the ones that the media gives the most attention to. And then we get lost in that diversion and miss a higher and greater purpose. We don't need to take Nancy Pelosi's seat. We just need to take a majority to essentially leave her powerless. We have come so far in these last couple of years. When I say we, I mean conservatives. We have come so far with our own activism and organizational skills. It's been impressive to see, truly inspiring. As hard as we are fighting for Trump, we also have to get ourselves ready to fight just as hard in 2022. I said also just as hard. Doesn't mean giving up on Trump. We're still in this fight very much we've got to focus on the 2022 midterms as well to take back the House and grow a bigger margin in the Senate again for any seats that may be coming up then. I, I, I turned on some of the mainstream media this week, just flipping through to hear what's being fed to the gullible. Now, it's important that we do this on a consistent basis. It doesn't mean watching hours of it or even in a particular show or channel. It's just browsing to get bits and pieces of what's on out there, you know, I've shared in the past quotes from Sun Tzu and knowing your enemy and things like that. It's it's important intelligence. It's important for us to know what those we're fighting against are saying and doing and planning and what's being fed to their base. So you, you have to tune it in from time to time. Um, there is you, when you when you turn it on though. I mean, there is no shortage right now despite Joe Biden's all call for unity, his media isn't buying that because there is no shortage of continued mocking of conservatives and making us all out to be extremist, ignorant nut jobs. particularly from the usual networks like CNN and MSNBC. They continue to pile on the passive-aggressive and condescending tone. And it's those irresponsible tools who are to blame for this entire mess. The media has catered to the Democrats and fed their viewers bullshit for four years, longer even. They are the ones... That have stoked the greatest divide by their irresponsible use of the First Amendment. But they want to take particular shots at conservatives using places like Parlor now for their First Amendment exercise of rights, call us as extremists who are a threat to democracy. And those are their words. Fathead Brian Stelter said it straight out that way. The patriots using Parlor are a threat to democracy. Think about that. A place where you're exercising your constitutional free speech as a threat to democracy. while well, they use a constitutional right that they've weaponized. That they've weaponized and used irresponsibly. It is crazy. And, and Fox is a complete joke. You know, they they don't know what to do with themselves right now. I've tuned in here and there. Boy, they are trying to balance walking on eggshells with conservatives along with the eggshells of their cronies uh, in the media, including the radical liberal media. They know they messed up. And trust that they will fix it, because all that matters to them is profit. So they're going to say or do what they think they need to, to make money. It removes the integrity. And that is precisely why they cannot be trusted anymore. Anything they say is merely for profiting, off of you and I. And, and that's after they helped to use those profits to mess up this election so terribly. Tucker Carlson is great, and he's the only one I'm still tuning into in its entirety a lot of people say Hannity too but for me Hannity is too pompous and redundant for me to listen to for too long without wanting to throw up in my mouth. He's a kiss-ass who also happens to be a chronic narcissist. I stopped watching him a year ago. His shows are all the same basically. It's the same thing every night and it gets old for me. Um, <clears throat> yeah there's a few others that you could throw out there. Laura Ingraham of course, uh, Greg Gutfeld, Jesse Waters uh, but right now it's it, for me really it is just nothing more than, than Tucker Carlson that's I can't stomach to do much more than that so you know any there are other sources for news what's most important is that we thoroughly research what we hear and we don't allow these clowns in the mainstream media to profit from us especially when they use those profits to try and nullify our votes to take away our voice and then to belittle and slander us and call us threats to the country it's it's mind-blowing. I want to read to you real quick a brief segment from a speech that was one of the most important in the past 100 years in our country, in my opinion. This short section says, and I quote, The path we have chosen for the present is full of hazards, as all paths are, but it is the one most consistent with our character and courage as a nation and our commitments around the world. The cost of freedom is always high, but Americans have always paid it. And one path we shall never choose, and that is the path of surrender or submission. Our goal is not the victory of might, but the vindication of right. Not peace at the expense of freedom, but both peace and freedom. Here in this hemisphere, and we hope, around the world, God willing, that goal will be achieved. That was President John F. Kennedy bracing a nation for the Cuban Missile Crisis on October 22, 1962. Surrender or submission is not an option in our current fight against an existential threat either. And that's what the radical plan of the Socialist Democrats is. It's a threat to take this country one step closer to communism. That's not something that happens overnight. But over the course of many years, their professed policies will absolutely crush what remains of our constitutional republic and replace it with a path to pure communism. That's it. That's all it will do. Anyone with a brain... And even a high school grasp of history knows this there is so much to learn from which means only one of three things the democrats are either too stupid to comprehend it too ignorant to believe it or too evil to deny it the path to existence that's all i have for today if you enjoy the show i'd be very grateful if you take a minute to share it with your friends and family subscribe and leave me a review if you would be so kind Feel free to follow and engage with me on Parlor. My handle is at ExposingLibsBS. Friends, I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. It is time for all of us to passionately take action. And we the people have a proud history of doing just that. You've been listening to the Federalist Forum. Thank you for your listenership and for your patriotism as we fight together to preserve the founding principles of our constitutional republic. Until next time, sapientia est potentia. Wisdom is power.